Hi, this is Rebecca from Out Information, and you're listening to Masquerade's podcast. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be guess. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Hump Day Wednesday, Mousecapades listeners. We hope you're having an awesome week. You've reached the midpoint. We're almost there to the weekend. This is Nick, and I'm here with Vicky, and this is episode 381. Today, we will be bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. But before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com. For Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. And I'm sure that Nick has the latest blogs up on WaltExpress.com for us to hear about. Yeah, so here are the latest blogs up at WaltExpress.com. Did you know there are Disney, or excuse me, did you know that there are designated smoking areas at Disney World Parks and Resorts? That's by Mandy Middleton. Also just released, special Disneyland ticket offer for early 2019 by Vanda Bean. Tusker House, a Disney World dining review by Lindsay Martin. Five reasons to run Disney and Disneyland by Kristen Solens. Go ahead and check them out, waltexpress.com. So I was wondering, Nick, if we gave Vanda such a hard time on your interview about how busy she's been with all her articles. She gave everybody a different article this week. If you noticed, she only had her name on one. Oh, really? No, yeah. we weren't giving her a hard time. She, she's a, she works very hard. I was going to say, I feel like she's always doing so. I'm nice to see that you had a little break. Well, for months now, the Disney fans have been debating, and I know you've talked to us, Nick, about this. The Disney Skyliner doesn't have air conditioning. Well, last week, they confirmed. The Orlando Sentinel says it is not going to have air conditioning. That's... Really? I know. The Sentinel wrote, a Walt Disney World spokesperson confirmed Tuesday last week that the gondolas would not have air conditioning. The cabins were specifically tailored to provide a comfortable ride for our guests in the Florida climate. The units will use cross ventilation for sufficient airflow and reflective windows to prevent direct sunlight. Disney spokesperson also told us that these would be wheelchair accessible. Nice. They think of everything. No, I'm I glad. Even, I didn't even think about that. But I saw on the thing, they're not that big. So probably maybe one or two wheelchairs or six or eight people. It doesn't look like a lot of people. I didn't find anything that told me exactly how many people it would hold. See, I look at the thing and I just assume four, you know, like comfortably. Oh my four gosh, people. That's such 
Oh maybe gosh. six. I don't know. But that's a lot of money for you that. See, you see vents on the bottom of that thing. And so I just assumed, hey, there's got to be AC to these units. Right. So they said that's just ventilation. Finally confirmed. Yes. All right. Which we did talk about. I said, you know, we both right. said maybe this is just for ventilation. But, you know, we just got to trust Disney, right? I mean, they know the climate. They know how it is out there. So we just got to trust that the technology they're using is going to allow the guests to travel comfortably, like they say, like they claim. Let's head over to, let's talk about December 4th for the Disney Park Live stream. You can go ahead and check this out. It's the Candlelight Processional with Neil Patrick Harris. Woohoo! I like this guy. No, I follow I do. him on I love Instagram. He is hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah. You know that? And I love the posts that he puts up on Instagram and the live videos that he shares. He oftentimes will share videos of him just hanging out in his house with his kids and the trips that he takes. And he seems very genuine, right? And very, he posts some really neat stuff. Have you checked him out on Instagram or no, not? I, no, I haven't. All right. Well, if you're going to be traveling during the holidays, looks like here on December 4th, like I said, the Disney Parks blog is going to go ahead and announce, or excuse me, stream the Candlelight Processional. It's going to be live. Again, that date is December 4th, the 8.15 p.m. uh, show featuring celebrity narrator Neil Neil Patrick Harris will begin at 8.05 p.m. Eastern, giving viewers a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to bring the show to light. To uh, To watch the live stream, all right, visit the Disney Parks blog on December 4th and look for the new blog post at the top of the page. Go ahead and click on that and you'll be able to watch that stream. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to probably pull it up on my phone and have it ready. Yeah, they, they've been doing a lot more of this. Firework shows and all kinds of stuff, the live streaming. I guess they found that it's... I love it. Drawing I, people in. Oh, I no, I love it. Disney would have live camera. You know how some, you know, you go on some websites and you can watch touristy places where they have just live streams of oh, just right. cameras that are stationary. Wouldn't it be cool? You're looking at me like, dude, you're, you're a weirdo with a beardo. It feels like we're stalking. Creepy. No, like, why wouldn't you not want to have a live feed of Disney <laughs> up on your television or something like that, I'm not right? saying I wouldn't like to do it. I'm just saying it feels like we're creeping on people. Oh, whatever, dude. Whatever, That's whatever. Hilarious. What do so you Disney got, Disney Springs is gearing up for a full day of shopping and dining fun. Um, they've even prepared a few surprises. Um, actually, I pardon, pardon me because that's part of the article, but that started on Friday. So guests visiting Disney from November 23rd to January 1st are going to be able to take part, Nick, in a limited time menu. So the Deluxe Burger is one of the people that is um, joining in on this. They are going to have a breakfast menu. You like this place, so you probably, well, I don't know how you would like this. How you would like this breakfast, I don't know. So they have a classic breakfast burger. They have a deluxe one that you can get with a bigger roll and it has eggs and hash browns and cheddar cheese. Where's the saddest? Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. That's why you looked at me when I said you like this place. Right. I'm looking at you like, what? Deluxe burger. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I, Yeah, egg with a burger? I don't know. I didn't know if you liked that stuff because you are a little pickier than I am. No oh, offense. dude, I'll take an egg and a burger. Yeah, man. Crispy chicken biscuit. Uh, that's a good old southern thing. Buttermilk fried chicken, honey butter, chipotle mayonnaise, and pickles on a cheddar biscuit. Egg white frittata sandwich. El Diablo breakfast burger. I'm assuming that's got a little Mexican. Diablo? Uh, Doesn't I mean devil? I have no idea. I think it might. I don't know. Um, then they have a deluxe uh, breakfast sandwich. Hot. Right. So they're going to have all these new breakfast things, but it's for a limited time from November 23rd to January 1st. And if you would like to go and partake of that and it goes well, I'm going to assume I this is a, this is me making up my own rumor. But usually when things go well, if it works out, then they, they'll keep it. So they're just doing this breakfast for the short time to see what people think. They also have... Um, You're good at starting rumors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. No, I just I just know how they work. If they think oh, that it's something, I think you do too. <laughs> I just mean if they think that something's going well for them and it's going to make them some money, right. why wouldn't they keep it? So uh, they also have side things that you can get along with it: yogurt parfaits, um, French cut fries with Bernays sauce, and French cut fries with sausage gravy for breakfast. Sounds very healthy. Well, due to the forecast and low temperatures, Vicky, as of yesterday and today, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park is closed because of low temperatures. Yeah, they had to have this three times in the last two weeks. So, you know, it's really it's really strange and odd. Everyone, you know, screaming that uh, climate change is real and, and, and global warming. Right. But I tell you what, man, this whole country right now is going through a natural freeze. Maybe that's part of the global warming process. I have no but idea. I don't know. But I tell you what, even here, so even two days ago, we had some crazy weather, Vicky. We had temperatures in the 61. 60s. Right. And then it dropped. We had sleet, very cold rain. You skipped you then the we had first. a tornado. No, we had the tornado first because I thought they said we might have some slight showers that turned into a thunderstorm that sounded like my roof was coming off. Uh, it, all night long. Yeah. The other night. Tornado. And then all of a sudden somebody posts on Facebook. It's now snowing in St. Peter's. <laughs> you know, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago where it was 80 degrees. Right. When we were kids, remember? Yes. And we can remember it snowing that night. Right. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Only in St. Louis. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. So anyway, man, the South, It's. it seems like it's been a little cooler than, than I guess, the norm, you might say. It has to be because I've never seen more than maybe one time in a Georgia. season. What? One time a season, chicken elevator. I'm going to start saying that every time you say Georgia. Um, one time a season may be closing Typhoon Lagoon for temperatures, but this is three times in the last two weeks. Because I didn't bring it up last week because we had so much news, but it did close another right. day, la- oh, the week before last. Well, Disney's Blizzard Beach as well. That water park is closed. That's just for the annual refurbishment that's going on at this time. Just to give you guys a heads up. But the miniature golf courses, uh, the Disney Fantasia Gardens and Winter Summerland are both going, or Summerland, excuse me, are both going to remain open during uh, normal operating hours. But yeah, some closures, man. And so this happens every year, but usually you start hearing about the stuff February. Yeah. You know, not January. November. February. Anyway. I'm kind of scared. I better pack some more pants this year when I go for Christmas. I know, right? My trip coming up in February. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to... I'm going to be there in January. Bring some jeans. What do you got for us, Vic? So, this fall, Disney is embracing the spirit of giving and sharing little bits of magic with others throughout the Central Florida community. So, thanks to the volunteers and food and beverage teams, residents at the Coalition of Homeless will enjoy a nutritious Thanksgiving dinner. Excuse me. They did enjoy a delicious Thanksgiving dinner. And... They came and served roasted turkey to these people, uh, and the chef from Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park was there. Um, they helped the Disney volunteers, the ones that helped serve the meal. The Disney Harvest Program collected excess and unserved food from across the resort and donated to the area organization like the Coalition for the Homeless. Coalition for the Homeless. The organization also receives an annual community investment grant in kind donations and the ongoing support of Disney volunteers. So. This is something that Disney is a part of all the time, but it's a special time because it's Thanksgiving and they went and um, served these people. But I thought it was pretty cool that they brought the chef over from Disney's Animal Kingdom and he was there serving the people too. That's awesome. That is really neat. That's something. That's a nice gesture. Give him back. I love it. So we've all been waiting for Wreck-It Ralph.
somehow breaks the internet. We have? Oh, just yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah. We all have been, right? I was just kidding. Could you, what? I was just kidding when I said that. So the film brought in $84.6 million at the Holy box office. Holy I didn't even see it. Over Thanksgiving weekend. I know. I didn't even see it yet. It's insane. So all, you saw it? No, but all my friends have seen it. I'm I serious. No, I haven't seen it. I was going to take Colin. I, I thought I, you said you were. I was going to. I, I didn't get around to it, but it ranks second ever after Thanksgiving weekend as far as bringing in that much money for Disney. Wow. You know, only behind what film? Hmm. You know it. Oh, Fantastic Beasts. No, Frozen. Oh. I'm talking Disney film. Oh, I'm sorry. Frozen, I you which earned $93.6 million during its first five days. Gotcha. I can't wait to see this one. Well, did I tell you that? I can't remember if we talked about this before when we were recording last week or not. I said something. Who's going to see Wreck-It Roth last week to the kids? And one kid in the room had even seen the original one. And then we thought about it. Joey was talking about when it was uh, record or when it came out. These kids would have been one and two. So it makes sense that they would know. Well, I've been told the second one's way better than the first one, even for my kids. In my class. Oh, well, good. Yeah. I mean, they've all seen the first one. Right sure. Now. Speaking of uh, films, you know, this weekend, Disney also released the first teaser trailer for the live action Lion King. Yes. Film. That was awesome. Really cool. Oh, my gosh. And J- James Earl Jones is yes. doing the voiceover again. I teared up. Did you? When you heard his voice? I was like, yes, the original. And that um, that scene where you see Rafiki come up, come over the hill. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The animation is insane. It, it is. is. Awesome. And I saw a side-by-side of when the, the animated film. Versus, came, okay. right, did you see that online? I did not see that. I'll have to go and it look. shows step-by-step in the beginning of the trailer and everything. How they did it? Um, well, no, no. Comparing the two. Oh, okay. It is, it is, it is something, man. It is yeah, something. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of um, stuff this weekend about way to go Disney for getting James Earl Jones. And somebody posted, bravo, James Earl Jones, for living to be alive for the live-action movie. So, according to Walt Disney Studios... This teaser trailer generated 224.6 million global views within 24 hours. Well, I watched Coming it Coming in times. second place <laughs> to the trailer for Avengers Affinity War, which had 238 million views. That is crazy. Yeah, I watched this one over and over, too. I was going to say, I watched it three times, times because I wanted to see And I even kept stuff. rewinding the television when I saw it on the <laughs> football game that was on. I forget who was even playing, but... <laughs> It was all about the Disney. I think it was Cowboys and Redskins, matter of fact. (laughs) That's hilarious. Anyway. So Disneyland After Dark series of hard ticket events is going to return in 2019. And the Disney Parks blog announced it this week. Their themes are going to be Sweethearts Night and 90s Night. And they are confirming the rumor that somebody had put out, which I don't know if we, I don't remember us finding that rumor, but that's awesome. So they'll have these two events. Uh, Sweethearts Night is going to take place on February 7th. And 90s Night will take place a month later on March the 7th and it, the event can go on sale to the general public and the annual pass holders will have a chance to buy it a day early on November 27th. General public can start buying tickets on November 28th which is today so yesterday the I'm sorry annual pass holders that this news is late for you but hopefully you already knew to get your tickets for that and they're going to have special entertainment and food and merchandise like they always do. It's $99 a ticket and it goes from 9pm to 1am but you can start coming in like you do at Disney World at 6 o'clock. And then in the past, they've done Throwback Night and Star Wars Night. So they wanted to do something a little bit different. So that's why they're doing the Sweethearts Night. It's going to have a love theme. Of course it is because it's right before Valentine's Day when you're at Disney World without your wife. That's a royal ball. So I had to throw that in. Oh, I'll make it up. Encounters with beloved Disney couples, including Eugene Rapunzel, Aladdin and Jasmine, and of course, Mickey and Minnie. What would be a party without them? They're going to have photo opportunities. They 
they will have sweet heart themed decor as far as as well as romantic food beverages and things that you can get and they will also have unlimited disney photo pass digital downloads for that night that's pretty cool then on the 90s night which is march 7th you get to relive the 90s and i gotta say i don't hear that one as much as reliving the 80s but anyway come in your 90s attire so you need to look like don johnson and the guys from saved by the bell and there will be a special fireworks show a throwback to musical entertainment from then they will do disney the Afternoon Avenue where you have some special greetings from some characters that were uh, a part of the 90s. So I was trying to think of all the movies that would be coming in in the 90s. They will have decade inspired food and beverages and of course merchandise. And they will also have unlimited Disney Photo Pass digital downloads for that night. So if you are by Disneyland and you can get to one of those events, they sound pretty fun. Talking about, let's let's piggyback and go back to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Okay. Real quick. Do you remember that selling out early at which one? I just said Mickey's very uh, Mickey's I know, but not so scary Halloween party. They said they only had like so I think they had a few nights a couple that, that yeah. sold out, but I don't remember them selling out like a month prior. Like when you, if you go back into like September. No, right? I don't think so. And it's because didn't they sell more tickets or they had more tickets available? They sold more tickets and they added more nights. That's and they added more nights. So Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party sold out and so far I'm keeping track of this, November eighth, ninth, the twenty fifth already. So they have three nights where Mickey's Very Merry Christmas has already sold out. For November, you mean? Yeah, for November. Okay, what did I say, December? No, you didn't. I just wanted to know because um, I knew it wasn't on the 25th. I was getting all excited for a second. I mean, I just, I don't remember, and maybe they, maybe the party did last year. I just don't remember it selling out this soon. Well, there's half as many Merry, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas right. as there are your because, favorite party. So I get it. For me, I think, uh, you know, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween offers more to the guests than Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. A variety of options and character meet and greets and snacks and... And all of the above. I, I even think the theming and the spirit for me, in my opinion. No, no, I know. I think if you have to compare parties, you know, not so scary Halloween, that may be because they doubled the dates, right? Maybe so. I mean, you know, I've attended both and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party to me was, eh, you know, I, I would do it again. I mean, I'm saying I wouldn't go. I'd definitely spend the hundred bucks and go do it again. But I'm shocked that it already sold out on three dates in November already. I mean, good for them though. Well, when did you say it sold out in the 8th and 9th? 8th, 9th and the 25th. Well, the 8th and 9th is when they were recording for the parade even though we said right that they will not be the uh, audience will actually be made up of cast members that aren't working at the time so right, maybe right. people didn't right know on, that right on well disney world has announced that a brand new baby massage giraffe was born last month at disney's animal kingdom and nick loves when i tell about a new animal being born what was born <laughs> you say baby giraffe Massa giraffe, yes. oh, a giraffe, and so this giraffe. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yes, and so Disney's asking their fans to help decide what it should be called. And I love doing this kind of stuff, Nick. Like I told you, they did that when one of the elephants was born at our zoo. We got to write in and say names, and then they did it. So they've already got four names that they've narrowed it down to as cast members picking out these names, and then they want us to write in to the Disney Parks blog to vote. And the choices are treasure, which in African means. Our treasure is what its English is. Dafina is the African name. Mountain or Malima. Princess. Amira and graceful, which means Naima. So if you have some interest into what this giraffe's name is going to be, please go on Disney Parks blog and vote for which of those four names you would like this massage giraffe to be. A few weeks ago, a newly married couple, though all hope had been lost after one of them lost their wedding bands. Fortunately, they experienced 
some Disney magic. This week, the missing jewelry was found by a diligent cast members. So the Orange County Register reported on the wait, story. Wait, wait, whoa, sorry. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm sorry, listeners. You're talking about a wedding ring was lost on resort? Uh-huh. Which resort? It doesn't say. So it was just lost somewhere at Walt Disney World. I'm looking. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. It doesn't say. When when did this take place? At the Disney parks. It happened okay. on um, November 21st. Oh my gosh. This person's... So they recovered the ring? Yeah. When you lose something at the Disney parks, it may seem like an impossible task to get it back. But as Angelica and Garrison Walgren learned this week, there's something truly special about Disney cast members. So back in October... No, they lost it in October. On their honeymoon at Disney's California Adventure, the unthinkable happened. The Walgrens were standing in line to go to the Lamplight Lounge when Garrison removed his wedding band as a joke and tried to hand it to his wife. But before she could grab it, the ring slipped and disappeared under the Pixar Pier. You're kidding me. I know. So how are they find it? So it says in a phone interview with the Orange County Register, Walgren said, I thought we'd been married for two days and you already lost your ring. After losing the ring, the Walgrens were escorted to guest services and then lost and found to report the incident. The next morning, Doug Striding, a carpentry team member at the resort, searched under the pier for the ring to no avail. The couple continued on their honeymoon and bought a $30 temporary replacement ring from Walmart like Nick does when he loses his. And Say what? <laughs> you said you've misplaced your ring and you've had to have many. I'm on my, this is either my sixth or seventh wedding ring. I was going to say, I was just. Picked it out on Amazon. That's how I was seeing if you were bucks. listening to the story. So for our listeners getting sidetracked. I typically, I had like six rings with diamonds in them because I like some bling, but I finally gave it up because I have bad luck like Donald Duck with <laughs> rings. So my wife's like, nope, you're picking one on Amazon. We, we chose one to get. She picked it out, actually. It looks really nice. It is nice. It looks nice. It looks just like, you know, so one of my coworkers said, you know what, Nick, that looks just like my husband's wedding ring and we spent $700 on it. So just go with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Anyway. All right. Sidetrack. So the wife, Angelica, recalled that her husband said, I need something. My finger feels naked. The couple called Disney several times to check on the status of their missing ring, but the news was never good, and still, they didn't give up on Disney. So, Stratting told the register that he looked twice for the ring, but had trouble because the area was so broad. However, Disney magic was at work, and the cast members were able to narrow their search area down to a 10 by 10 foot space. Then early Friday morning, before the park opened, two carpenters, Dave Singer and Mike Dabrowski, went to search one more time with flashlights. Dabrowski caught a glint from the center of the ring and quickly pointed it out to Singer, who fashioned some balling wire into a hook, just like MacGyver, master of all impossible situations. Singer was able to hook the ring and lift it out between the floorboards. Dabrowski said in a phone interview, I know, this is one of the things that makes working here nice. We found all sorts of things under there, but this is the first time we found someone's wedding ring. The wedding ring was sent back to the couple who were thrilled that the magic was on their side, even in an unhappy situation. And kudos to that carpentry team for putting guests first and finding the extra pinch of pixie dust that they did to find the ring. Wow, that's a great story. I know, it sounds like... I wish that, that cast member, was it a cast, it was a cast member, right? That found it, yes. Yeah, so he needs to help me find my other six lost wedding rings. The carpentry team. Yeah, wow. So for all of our listeners and others who ate over at the Morimoto Asia restaurant there in Disney Springs, there was an employee who tested positive for hepatitis A. Ooh. Yeah, so there, um, apparently, I, I don't know if there's been some people that got, got sick, sick, but if you're feeling any, you know, 
abdominal discomfort or, you know, fever, your skin's yellowing, definitely go seek medical care immediately and get your vaccination. But Disney sent out a message encouraging anyone that ate there in the month of November to get a vaccination. Ooh, my, Did, that's kind of scary. I didn't hear about this. I just literally pulled this up. And I was like, hmm, here's, an, here's a story I didn't hear about. No, I didn't hear about I, it either. It, it kind of just crept up on me. In, insane. So this is really cool, Nick. Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy fr- that wrote Hamilton, and some other stuff. He's also the guy that's going to play Bert in the new Mary Poppins Returns. He interviewed Dick Van Dyke just recently on The Hollywood Reporter and they shared a little video. So if you want to go to that, you can go to a special edition of 2020 and on uh, ABC.com and you can watch it. But Van Dyke did play Bert in the Chimney Sweep as the classic 1964 film. But he paid Disney. He paid Walt $4,000 to allow him to play the role of Mr. Dawes, which never have heard this before. You know, he's the bank guy. Right. He's the bank guy in this movie. That was what he was cast, Dawes Jr. But he played Dawes, the guy that dies laughing or whatever after um, Mr. Banks is talking to him or whatever. But Walt didn't take the money himself. He turned it over to Walt's California Institute of the Arts. So they just want everybody to know that we will be able to see Van Dyke again, which we know as Mr. Dawes Jr. But he was not originally cast as that part. He was just Bert the Chimney Sweep. But he really wanted the chance to be the old man as well is why he actually did get to play that part in the first movie. I just figured they were doing it to save money. I mean, they do that all the time. Think of how many, like in, I know Polar Express is not a Disney movie, but how many different parts Tom Hanks played in that movie. And so I just figured, you know, they were saving money on actors. I don't think it's saving money more. I think it's more for the creative aspect of it. Uh, well, know, either way. Like like Tom Hanks, that example, he's very diverse. He's a very diverse actor, very creative. You know, he can play multiple roles. Even so, like someone like um, Robin Williams, you know, with right. different voiceovers and things like that, you know? But $4,000 back then was quite a chunk of change to play that part. So what year are we talking? When Mary Poppins, sorry. I don't remember. You go to the next article and because I'm out anyway, Vicky, and I'll look that stuff oh, up. Oh, you are? Yep. Okay. I'll look that stuff up. Awesome. And I'll get back to you. Go ahead. So this is really cool, too. A longtime new Disney cast member, his name is Clayton Lindsay. He said goodbye to the Disney Cruise Line. He's beginning a new chapter of his life at Spectrum Retirement Communities. So this man is moving from Florida to Colorado to be the vice president of this entertainment and programming for uh, the Spectrum Retirement Communities. Prior to taking this position, he served as the cruise director for the Disney Cruise Line, and Disney fans recognize him as someone who always got everyone involved in everyday activities. He had such a way with the guests, he was able to convince older cruisers to take a ride down a water slide or to join him in the ballroom for a dance. So in a recent um, profile of Lindsay, they um, told some stories. There was, it says, years ago, a World War II veteran named Joseph took his whole family. He had 18 in total on the cruise. Lindsay made sure that Joseph was having just as much fun as his family, and according to the article, he told Joseph, we're going to ride the aqueduct, you and me. And they did. The experience began a tradition for Lindsay where he'd find the most senior person on each cruise and he would take them down the aqueduct with him. Another guest, her name was Anne Marie, was paired with Lindsay for a Dancing with the Officers um, thing for evening entertainment. And she was nervous about dancing in front of the big crowd, but Lindsay made her feel at ease and made her feel good about herself. And they did a samba and the wife talked about it for years and years to come. Her widowed husband came back later, tracked him down to tell him not to be sad at her passing, that he wanted to tell um, him what a difference he made in his wife's life, that she talked about it like till the day she died. So now he's 
been hired by this company and he's going to go work primarily with seniors. They had pictures of him with young children too, but he seemed to have the characteristics to be able to work with the elder adults. So I bet the people that are going to be on the Disney Cruise Line that are used to seeing him now are going to be sad because they're used to seeing this awesome man that includes everybody from birth to 105, however old they are. So that money, Vicky, back in 1964, he gave out $4,000 back then. That was like handing over 32000 to play that role. That's a lot of money. I'm going to give you $32,000. So he really wanted to play that role. That's so funny. That's a big chunk of chain. I know. But he was, I mean, he's been wealthy for a while, but even still. So remember last week, it had the same date in there that it said that you could start reserving rooms in the Grand Destino Tower. And I said, it says in July 2019, and you can begin reserving in July 2000. I thought it was weird. It was weird because they corrected it this week. And it says that starting yesterday, you could start reserving rooms at the Grand Destino Tower. That's what is now at Coronado, that big tower. And that is going to be where the lobby is. You're going to come in through that building with the 545 guest rooms, including 50 suites that are there. So uh, very cool. So what was the, I mean, I remember you talking about it, but what, what was it about? It was something about you could reserve, start reserving when? It said it'll be, you can start staying there July 2019. And then it also said reservations available July 2019. Okay, so it was the same date. And it didn't make any sense to me. And I thought right. I'll have to check that out. So I did. And it actually opened up last night. They will also have a table service restaurant restaurant there and uh, some other things that I guess the store too for at this Walt Disney Resort that is now connected to Coronado and I'm sure now they'll be hosting even more conferences than they already were with that amazing building definitely so you got because I'm out big I know so new Ralph and Vanellope meet and greet opened the same day as the movie did and it is not I'm very excited about this part and our friend Chrissy shout out to Chrissy uh, she's going to be excited too they're not getting rid of I said who are they getting rid of Baymax or are they getting rid of sadness and joy or what, joy and sadness or joy and yeah joy and sadness they're not getting rid of any of them they're using that empty space in the what do you call it pavilion it's not the pavilion the interventions because they closed both of those sections of the interventions so this is in another part so you still have the regular characters Mickey Goofy and Minnie in one area. You'll still have Baymax and uh, Joy and Right, so Sadness. they're across from one another. Yes. And then there's another section in the front that you come, when you're coming from Spaceship Earth, that's where you'll go in for Ralph and Vanellope. So I'm excited okay. that you're going to have all that there. Another cool thing, Nick, and I actually, I don't have to show it to you now. I can show it to you later so you can see, but they have shown the inside of the new Wolfgang Puck bar and grill, and it is awesome. It looks like a glass cabin, if that's possible. Really? So it's this glass building, but interior in the interior of it, it has all these beams like if it was a cabin. And it's just amazing. And um, they it's just going to be casual dining, even though it looks amazing with this. It has 250 seats, and it's going to be located, or it is located, excuse me, across from Planet Hollywood. Their menu items are very similar to Wolfgang Puck Express that they had uh, down on the other end of Disney Springs, where we're used to eating. This makes me want to try here this time. They have their pizza. They're known for their brick oven pizza, of course. But they also have other things like chicken and pasta and steak. 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 <laughs> Seafood. You, at least you heard me say that, so you looked up. 
<laughs> they also have 24-seat outdoor patio tables for when the weather is not so brutally beating down on you to eat outside like it is usually when we're there. And they have a walk-up window where you can buy some things to go, including gelato and baked goods. And their hours are going to be Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 11, and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 12. I am psyched for you to see this. I want to show you this picture, but I don't want to waste the time while we're recording to do it. So I will show it to you later. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. Disney has announced the Disney's Hollywood Studio will mark its 30th year with a new logo. The grand unveiling for this is on January 18th, 2019, along with the debut of Metroville, where guests can meet Edna Mode and the Incredibles. So that's cool. The Incredibles used to be in that one area over by when you had, like, you could go see people draw and you, you were talking about taking a class where you could learn how to draw things. The Animation Academy. Thank you. Um, the Incredibles used to be there, but now they're going to be back in this new area and it'll be available starting January 18th. So it'll be available when both of us are there. That's awesome. I just thought of that. Um, Mickey and Minnie Surprise Celebration will honor Mickey and Minnie Mouse with a new entertainment. It will also be on January 18th, 2019. And they will have, of course, new entertainment, merchandise, and specialty food and beverages. Do-do-do. Oh, this is really cool. I was so excited about this. I did not know Epcot had a movie. Um, not Epcot itself. Canada. Because remember, all you ever talk about going there is to get Maple Suckers. Right. Did you know there was a movie back there? I've never watched it. But I didn't know there was one. Because we, we went to the France one. I mean, it's not something we attend every time. Or even the Chinese, the one in China. But there's a movie. Well, this one, there's a new one. And it's going to be a 360 show. It was updated from the 2007 one. And guess who is hosting it? This makes me want to go a see Canadian. it. Canadian. Right. Uh, as a Canadian comedian? It's a famous person, yes. A famous Canadian? Yes. Well... I mean, eh? Let's see here. Let's let's let me, let me uh, narrow it down. Give me give me three clues. Okay. I like things. He in plays three. Jack Frost in Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Martin Short. Yes. Okay. So it makes me want to go see this just because he's hosting it. I don't know. It would be funny if when they're filming and they have the camera view and it's just his eyes and his head down at the bottom of the screen and they had to pan down. <laughs> Right, Mariah? Sure. Also, the China... Because he is short. It's not just because of his last name. The Reflections of China has updated theirs to a 360-degree show as well. Yep. And this is so cool. Are you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. France Pavilion. You want to take any guesses? What about it? They're going to have a new Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Isn't that cool? Yes. I'm, I'm the, just glad they're updating stuff. Well, keeping it fresh. I don't think that they're getting rid of impressions to France say it didn't say that for sure, but it said that there's going to be a Beauty and the Beast sing-along in that same theater. How cool is that? Nice. I'm pretty psyched about it. They needed that. They have the Frozen one. They need a Beauty and the Beast. And the Frozen one's hilarious, so I hope they, they bring in that, you know comedy somehow into that sing-along. Well, I, now that I know they do this, now I want them to, uh, in Morocco, I want them to do an Aladdin sing-along. <laughs> oh, that would be great, right? <laughs> I know. You could actually, t- you could, that could be a challenge. Sing-along the world. That's a Mulan sing-along. There they you go. T- we could just, totally could. We could. I know. What would be, what would be the, in the, for the American experience, some Pocahontas film, some Pocahontas song? We could do Pocahontas. Those I are good know. songs. What would you do? What would you sing? The songs from the movie. Yeah, which... Oh, I guess it would be all of them. The Color of the Wind, all kinds of them. Those are good songs. Anyway, I thought there was a lot of great news this week. I was very psyched about it. That's all you got? (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Kidding. You could have said that to me a long time ago. All right, Vixter, that was some great stuff. It's that time, listeners. Say with me. Vicky, why don't you bring us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. 
November 28th, 2008, Disney World officially kicks off the 2008 holiday season. Epcot presents Holiday Around the World and the first Candlelight Processional happened in 2008. Also on that same day, the Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights premieres at Hollywood Studios and they have Animal Kingdom hosting Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade, which I still miss tremendously. I loved Loved, loved. Mickey's Jam and Jingle Jungle Parade, which became Jingle Parade, by the way. Apparently you loved it. I did. And I don't understand why we can't. I know it gets congested there, but I missed that parade. It was just different and unique in its own self. I'm not a parade guy. You know, I, know. I walk right around. Them. I know I you take do. That, 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 That's your ride time. That to me is opportunity. That is, yeah, and it is. November 29th, 2009. So really what I should say, Vicky, is I love parades. I'm oh, that's true. For them. Because the most of the crowd is there and then you get to ride all your rides. Right. Sorry, listeners. I interrupted her as usual. It's okay. November 29th, 2009. Starting on this day, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground at Walt Disney World began to offer sleigh rides. Did not even know this was a thing. But well, we talked about that last episode. Sleigh rides? I thought we talked about a hayride. Um, was it a hayride? Yeah, because Heidi said she took a hayride. Okay. All right, I'm tracking. If we did, maybe I missed it three times because I've listened to that episode because I had already listened to it and then we got in the car and Brad hadn't listened to it. So we listened to it again. Anyways, they take you through a secluded beauty of the seven acre, 700 acre backwoods of the resort. November the 30th, 1988, the Disney Channel debuts the teen sitcom Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Do you remember this? I do not. 88 was a great year, though. You know. It was a great year for me, too. I was still crying because our Cardinals, our beloved Cardinals, left and went to Phoenix. Oh, I'm so sorry. In 87. But uh, all in all, 88 was a great year. So, uh, Miss Bliss is played by Haley Mills from Parent Trap and the original Parent Trap and Pollyanna and other movies. But uh, she was supposed to be a teacher. It was based on her at John F. Kennedy Jr. After the first season, they didn't think it did very well. So Disney released it and actually NBC picked it up and then changed the name to Saved by the Bell. And then it was, of course, a hit. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I did know that. That's good stuff. Good good pick. No, um, December 1st, 2004, Disney's PhotoPass debuted in all four of the Walt Disney World theme parks. When guests have pictures taken by a theme park photographer, instead of receiving a paper claim, they'll now be able, they will be given a Disney PhotoPass that links them. So that was when the plastic card came out in 2004. And now a deer cam is going to take their picture. <laughs> well, and now they don't have the, unless you're, um, you don't have a magic band, you don't get right. the plastic card anymore, which is nice. In some cases you do though. Oh, really? Yeah. So like Jedi Academy, and things like that. I've been given a card. Um, you know, oh, you go ahead I. and punch in that code. No, you punch in the code. Oh. And then you you have all the pictures that were taken during oh, okay. the entire event. So you're talking like all the other kids, not just your own. Kind so of, you could make a movie. Kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want other people to have my pictures. December the 2nd, 1967, Disneyland's Flight to the Moon gets a boost when McDonnell Douglas takes over, which um, I picked this one, Nick. Do you know why? Because it was in the 60s, and the 60s were great. Okay, that's why, but McDonnell Douglas was here <laughs> in St. Louis. Right. And is now Boeing. But the uh, chairman at the time was James S. McDonnell, and 15,000 of the company's employees descended on Disneyland for McDonnell Douglas night and the dedication of the new Tomorrowland of Disneyland. I thought that was pretty cool. Very neat. What a cool trip. December 3rd, 1985, Dumbo becomes the third Walt Disney classic to be released on video. And I picked this one, Nick, because I thought it was interesting that 33 years later, we are about to, uh, we're talking about a release of the live action version of Dumbo. 
but it was the third Walt Disney classic to be released on video. By the way, Tim Burton directing that film, and yes. I think he is the perfect person to direct that film. For that film? Yeah. Well, for the dark scenes, for sure. Definitely. It's going to be great. And my last piece of history for this week, December 4th, 1998, a 1931 Mickey Mouse doll sold for 4,370 pounds at a teddy bear auction in London, England. To you and me, that is $7,250. I was just going to do my math there. My oh, currency sorry. math and kind of rattle that one out. Yeah, that's about seven, about 7,000 bucks. So from, so how many years is that? I was trying to figure it out real quick. 87 year, no, 67 years, excuse me. So Mickey was worth a lot of money when he was 67 years old. It was just a doll that they had that somebody sold at a teddy bear auction. Well, thanks, Vic. Thanks for bringing that to us ever single week. Really do appreciate it. Listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or a comment, simply text us 407-674-0414 or email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you want that free quote, text us 407-674-0414. Email us. It's going to be different now travel at mousecapadespodcast.net check us out on our social media accounts instagram is going to be mousecapades underscore nick our facebook page is going to be the mousecapades podcast don't forget to put the in front of mousecapades podcast and our twitter feed is going to be mousecapades pod be sure to listen to friday show as nick tells us if it is possible to live at disney world for a year and remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things disney nick and i would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the mousecapades podcast and before we go ahead and wrap it up here vicky i want to give a shout out to travis out in alabama i forgot to give him a shout out Yo, and travis. Tell him, you know what dude i am thankful for you here's a guy who's been listening to us since, since 2015 yeah, i saw since that day one and i like how he called vicky's the golden years what does oh, that yeah, mean i, I want... said vicky the golden years i know i saw that i wanted to know what that means so he's like i've listened to you know nick, and, nick and dave i've listened to nick tim and vicky i've listened to yeah know, nick Nick and Vicky's like I've been listening since day one. Yes, which awesome is awesome, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. That is so cool. So I want to give Travis a big shout out from Alabama, and I'm sure he's going to want me to say Roll Tide, right? That's, I'm sure he is. I also want to give a shout out to Steve in St. Peter's, Missouri. He works at T-Mobile. He listens to our episode, our podcast, and all the episodes quite frequently, and he even puts them on the speaker inside the store. That's awesome! How awesome is that, right? Thank you, Steve. Hopefully I didn't get you in trouble, Steve, but oh, I just sorry. wanted to give you a shout out, Steve, over at T-Mobile in St. Peter's, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening to us. Well, Vixter, I think it is about that time. Peace. And love. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.